we're Ramones of the Day, and this is I'm Not Afraid of Life. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from the word 53rd to the word zero. I'm Molly. And I'm Philip. And today with us is very special guest Pete Bonavita, aka Pete the Retailer, aka, AKA the guy we ripped off this format from. <laughs> We, the guy you shared it with. We're sharing the format. Yeah, we're everybody. sharing. We're sharing the open source format. Right, open source. And format. injecting our own passion. Right. Yeah, it's good like for, you know. Good for like us. We were talking about a couple episodes ago. If you get a bunch of New York bands doing the same time, yeah. playing the same shows, if one one guy's song sounds like another guy's song, that's cool. They're just sharing the format. I mean, we could have gotten nerdier with it and like broken every song down by how many words are in it and then gone from like least amount of words to most amount of words. <laughs> Thank you for that transition. We'll be getting to that momentarily. But <laughs> we didn't. But in the meantime. So um, today we're discussing I'm Not Afraid of Life off of 1985's Too Tough to Die. This is their sixth album? I never can keep track. I feel like it's seventh. It would be one, two, three, four, and then that one, and then that one. And one, two, three, one. No, four. it's eight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they started a band. Good one. Um, no, I think it's eight. If I do it right. Okay. Yeah. Boy, we should really yeah. know those things. Huh? Well, I had it up, but my machine, of course, isn't working. Your machine. Um, but I'll, I'll continue to look this up as nope. we move forward. Uh, yeah. So, um, you have given it, Philip, a category of political. Absolutely. This seems this seems more brazenly political than the other one, which is like ah, uh, it's like a sort of a statement, but yeah. Sort of a funny, whimsical statement. Yeah, but about... this one's more... This one, he's literally... he said When you have a song that mentions minimum wage... Yeah, yeah. You might be a redneck. You're trying to say no. something. You're trying, you're trying to say something. You're trying to make a statement. Oh, and it's also... And it's yeah. written by Didi. This is, this is a, a hard credit. And we can confirm. This one's confirmed. <laughs> no one's yeah, making anything up. Right. By the end, it gets very... It's, you know, it sounds almost like, like anti-war poetry. Yeah. So it's definitely political. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Um, so uh, they played this song live. Never. Ever. Interesting. Never. Okay. Um, I wonder if it's because, again, the weird math of like, it's about mid-career. Okay. And considering where they are, where they're like, we're playing like sort of hardcore, faster sets, this maybe doesn't fit in, you know, to tell... To tell the kids, you know, like, I see an old lady with a shopping bag. You know, like, it doesn't, it maybe just doesn't fit the tone of the show they wanted to do. Sure. But yeah, they never did. But again, this song gets played zero times, but this other song... I'm Affected. I'm Affected gets played. There's no justice, Molly. I can't, <laughs> I can't decide these things. Okay. Well, yeah, it's remember. also a little bit, like, this is kind of a downer for a live, just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vibe of it is way kind of a, you know, if you got your crowd bouncing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're totally right about that. Yeah, I don't know when they would exactly have played that in their set. Um, Eighth studio album, by the way. Good job. Sorry we were slow on that fact, you guys. We know we should do better. What if they have phones and they could look them up? No, seriously, we we should have that. I mean, like, basic information we should remember at this point is drummers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like album sequence sure yeah drummers 
Yeah. Drummers. Let's hear it for this drummers. Is, this is a Richie song. Yes. Well, there's a, a Ri- Richie. Richie's on the well, on the album. Yeah. It's not a Richie song, but yeah, no, Richie's no, playing. No, no, no. Yeah. No, this is uh, this is track two off of everyone's first taste of the Richie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll go out on a limb and say that I think we, being me and Molly, like Richie more than, say, like average people like Richie. I know people really give him a hard time. I feel like we're defensive about Richie. Yeah, and and it just comes out that way. We're like, I think oh. also because I mean, my first, my first real, like, a, a acknowledgement of Richie in the sense that I knew who the person was and it, he registered with me was when I saw the documentary. Oh yeah, and so I got to see his kind of point of view on it, and I was like, yeah, that is kind of effed up mm-hmm. that they won't like yeah. give you a, throw you a little T-shirt money, Richie. You know what I mean? Like, in in that way, I kind of. Was rooting for the underdog from the first moment that I was introduced to him as a person. Sure. So and I then, think that's part of it for me. And then on top of that, he is not one of the Ramones in the Rock and Roll Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame for right. whatever that's worth. Right. So he kind of falls into that like forgotten Ramone. Yeah, category. not as forgotten as Elvis Ramone. No, right. But he could fall back on Blondie. He's doing all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not hurting for that. So Molly mentioned word count. Yeah, let's get to it. So, and I don't know, Pete, if you have heard the episodes where we, where we, where I've done this, where um, we started paying attention to how short the lyrics were on these songs, and especially on the first album, where it's just like they're practically just short mantras in and out, right. all done. Um, and we started doing word counts and figuring out unique counts and stuff. Oh, like that. short mantras! I'm so sorry. That's Thank so you. interesting that you would say that. Yeah. You know, have I not said that? I don't know. Have no. you? I love I that know. though, because yeah. it's almost like the. I mean, the word mantra is a meditation. So if you think of Ramones as meditation, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, you're gonna you're gonna feel. I don't know what you're gonna feel. Is I bet I thought of it while I was listening to the song "Crummy Stuff" a whole lot. Okay, yeah. Where like mm. that was kind of a mantra for a while for me. It's like I've had enough. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, when I thought of that word count thing. This song sprung to mind as like I bet that's on the other end of it. Now I don't know, so I don't have all the data to scientifically, you know, break it down and compare it, but there are a total of 196 words used in this song. Whoa. 93 wow. 93 unique words. Now you can compare that to I don't want to go down the basement and I'm going to mess it up, but I think we had 15 unique words. It was about 14 or 15 unique words. And yeah. like 30 words yeah yeah it's it's way yeah the other way um and i mean i sound like i'm so impressive like he's put typed all those words he put all those words in there (laughs) but it just seems very this was the one that i actually first thought of when we started doing that oh really oh that's gonna be the opposite oh that's yeah it was like what are the ones that are the opposite of i'm not afraid of life it's even a long title it is a long title yeah yeah um I also like how just in our the way that this is all shaken down alphabetically that it's the anti I'm against it because it's he's sure the other guy would be afraid of life but this guy is like he's for it yeah he's not afraid of life no he not, wants to he wants afraid. to embrace those things yeah in an ironic yeah it's kind of turned it around like the other song is poppier and just you know ah, full of energy shouting about things and this is kind of a more of a dirge just kind of like, yeah no, I'm not afraid of life of you know, things are Things are messed up, but I'm not afraid of life. Right. 
Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to end on that up note. Like, no, 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 <laughs> no, but I think that that's that's part of what good songwriting is, right? Is turning all those things on its head, or I mean, good storytelling. Even say is you know, mm-hmm. you're saying one thing, then the tone is completely different, and that's what makes tension. So I think mm-hmm. Molly has very much to her credit sort of championed this idea of the Ramones as storytellers. And um, and I've enjoyed it. And I was just going to put you on the spot now Thanks. and say, do you think you're welcome? <laughs> but then there's this. Yeah. Um, do you think they are better storytellers or better songwriters? Wow. If you have to separate them. I know it's probably kind of impossible, but I'm asking you to right now. <laughs> I'm going to say better storytellers. Okay. Because they can both be really good at both. Yeah, I think know? they're. I think they're. I obviously think they're both. They're great at both. But um, even if you didn't like the music, or even if you didn't like the sound or the instrumentation or anything, mm-hmm. if you just looked at the lyrics on a lot of these things, I think you could. You, you could, could laugh enjoy. At it or you could, enjoy it you could and, get. Yeah. You could get the the moment in time. You could see. You know, they're so expressive a lot of times in their stories. <laughs> Like, don't laugh at me. No, no, I can't help it. No, but I'm seriously like painting the minute before, you know, the second that that thing happens or, you know, the the ennui that we all feel when we are, (laughs) you know, lost in love. And I don't know. I I think they are great storytellers. Mm -hmm. And and when Ramon songs work best is when the music is good and the story is good. Sure. And I think when their songs really suck is when their lyrics, there's nothing going on in the song <laughs> and they're trying to do something <laughs> yeah. else, you know. Pete, rebuttal? No, I, I, I agree. I, I would say storytellers because even their, their, you know, their look and their, you know, vibe just to kind of point. tells part of their story. You know, Great like point. Everything, you, like all their... They're visual their storytellers. Songs, they're... Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, the songs that work come because they're filtered through these kind of characters that they are. Yeah, so. that's yeah. that's a great point. And not to keep hyping on the books, but I'm oh, a nerd, so that's how I learn about things is through books. Um, <laughs> that they're all good storytellers when they wrote their books. You know, they've each got one, and they're all completely different stories of the same band, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. You know, it's it's literally right. the same story told seven different times, and every story is completely different <laughs> with a completely different, you know, point of if view. I, and Pete, have you read any of the Ramones books? Have we made you read I, those? I. No, I haven't. I was going to ask which one is. Well, here's which one. Would you recommend? Here's what oh, I was going to say. If if I was really going to recommend one, probably the probably the best written one that we've read is Marky's book. Huh. Uh, Monty Melnick's is really good. It's it's more of like a coffee table book. It kind of goes sort of chronologically, but it's mostly cobbled together from interviews. But it's also mm. really good. But. If I was going to recommend just like an enjoyable read, it's Didi's book, which again, yeah, yeah. just like us making up stories about him writing this about Johnny on the bus or something, like it might be like thirty-five percent never happened, yeah, kind of, or didn't happen <laughs> quite that way. It's but that's the, but it doesn't matter. What's it's, the what's the phrase? The um, unconventional storyteller. Oh, the no, the untrustworthy. Uh, the, oh, the oh, unreliable yeah. narrator. Unreliable narrator. That's yeah, it. definitely. Definitely. But it's just interesting. Have you guys, uh, have you guys seen the, the, it was like a tour diary uh, or something like that. There's like a movie of just, it's like home video of the Ramones on tour. Um, oh, I think I have. Yeah. Joey's, is when it Joey's brother put it out or no? 
No, no it's I, it's like them in is it them in South America that I'm thinking of? I think part of it, yeah, maybe they're in Brazil. It goes part to of there. It they're in like they go to Europe and they're like like Didi is just there because it's it's from when you know it's not like an early thing. It's it's, it's right. they're touring with CJ. It might even be the, the you know Mondo Bizarro tour or something like that. Oh, but they're okay. going around the world. At one point, they just kind of like it seems like they just kind of run into Didi like in <laughs> Europe somewhere, and he's like. He was like, no, I, I came because I was trying to buy a watch or something. It's, it's a really bizarre, like, <laughs> so speaking weird. of them being, you know, storytellers. Oh, it, that's it, it's so just, funny. It's totally just home video, basically level footage, but it's completely compelling. Oh, because the they're, like, doing Mondo Bizarro and he's not actually with the band anymore, but he just right. happens to be there awkwardly. <laughs> like, he, like... Yeah. Okay, that's no. I'm I'm gonna jinx us, but so far, no, like, little anecdotal story about the Ramones has really let me down. Like they've all been, they're all like that. We're like, they're you know, I'm just going out to buy a watch. Even if that's like yeah. not, that's not even the point of the story, but it's just like, that's, that rings completely true for me to be like, what are you, what are you talking but about? I love, I love so many ways to look at that is hilarious to me that Dee Dee wakes up and he's like, oh, I'm going to go buy a watch. And then he just happens to run into their moans. He's like, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> Touring? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that he didn't know they were going to be there. No, probably not. He didn't pay attention. <laughs> Oh man! Now, it's been a while, so this is a double unreliable narrator because okay. it's me telling a story about Dee Dee. So it's oh I, yeah, I, I watched this thing years ago, so I don't. I may be misremembering the details slightly, and then here's Dee Dee just popping up telling his story. So <laughs> don't be disappointed when you go back and watch it, and it's like no, you, that that's not at all how it happened. <laughs> Someone online will correct us. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure. Hopefully, uh, I thought this was interesting about this particular song too. Uh, the lines, I don't want to die at an early age and is it a crime to be old? Which are like, I always kind of thought, mm. and this this is like, Molly, this might be our most pretentious episode. Great. Because we've already used the word ennui and I'm talking mm-hmm. about lyrics. You yeah. can't help it. But I always kind of thought that like, of rock and roll lyrics, I hope I die before I get old from The Who was kind of like one of the best, just like, that's that's what it's all about type thing. Yeah. And it's interesting that this is exactly the opposite. I don't want to die at an early age. Is it a crime to get old? Mm-hmm. Saying like, can I just be a normal person <laughs> for a while? Yeah. Please? No. Write more songs. No. Well, I also kind of got the feeling that this song was insinuating that this person was going to take advantage of this per- this older person. That this... That- Oh, really? The person in the song is going to do something bad. Ooh. And it's like mm. the moment, like you're seeing this old person on the street and you're kind of in this precipice before you rob them or, you know, you need oh. money for drugs or something. I mean. I did not. That's just that way, me. But I can see that. You know, loving Ramon's lyrics and <laughs> right. trying to make something out of it, maybe. Fair I enough. don't know. But, Fair enough. Um,. This also feels like a Stooges song to me. For some yeah, I, I can't I can quite put my totally feel that. And something else too. Oh, yeah. Uh, go like, ahead. Uh, song, not lyrically, but uh, musically. I, I feel like it's almost like a weird, like almost like a Danzig vibe or something like Ooh, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's more like it. Yeah. Um, it's just that kind of like you know, not dirgy, but it's just kind of a slower, kind of more plodding, kind of minor. Well, key. it sounds. It actually kind of sounds like what would eventually be a grunge song. This sounds like what Alice in Chains or Soundgarden mm. would do. Mm. You know, you it it's it. Those guys, like Chris Cornell, heard that and he's like, "That's what we're gonna do." Sure. <laughs> um, so we've done this uh, in the past, and I know Molly had recommended it to try to like give some context uh, to the album. Um, 
I, I oh, looked I up. Love this. I looked up. Well, hold on, don't oversell I, me. Okay, yet. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> no, but I looked Pete, up. You're in for a treat. But I just. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just looked. Can't I want it. I want. <laughs> it's gonna be better than ten Super Bowls. Here we go. Uh, no, I was. I was curious, especially about what it sounds like, and trying to think of music of that time. Like, where did this come from? Such a good experiment. I didn't find anything that really pointed to this. I'm not okay. sure. Um, so I figured if it was 1985, then it was probably the music from 1984. Uh, and the biggest songs of 1984 uh, were the likes of What's Love Got to Do With It? Uh, hmm. Caribbean Queen? That's mm-hmm. not how he says it. Mm-hmm. He says Caribbean yeah. Queen. But it's, yeah. anyway. Uh, Dancing in the Dark uh, by Bruce Springsteen. Boys of Summer. Round and Round by Rat. So okay. up top. Mm-hmm. I Can't Drive 55 by Sammy Hagar. Uh, David Bowie's Blue Jean. And We're Not Gonna Take It. And then the and then I also just thought it was really interesting that 1984, I'm like, what is wasn't like a whole lot of variety. The night the top albums of 1984 go like this. It started with Thriller still for three and a half months. Okay. Then two and a half months of Footloose. Then wow. Then one week of sports by Huey Lewis in the news. I love Huey Lewis. But then, I mean, I just love it's one week because the next week, Born in the USA comes out. And, and it's blasts that, it out of the sky. It's, oh, that, yeah. it's that for a month. And then from August until 1985 and beyond is Purple Rain. So one, two, three, four, oh, wow. five, five albums. Well, I'll say for the, this. For all 52 weeks. Okay, so this is off Too Tough to Die, which yeah. a lot of people consider like... They're, the Ramonaissance. The Ramonaissance. They came back mm. and it was like the last week. Like, the you. last week. That's, that's all, Philip. <laughs> um, so this is them doing what a lot of people consider to be some of the best them that they do. And especially for a while. For yes. a while. And and it's coming at a time when you're telling us nothing else on the landscape sounds like this at all. The, the closest I, I started like also looking for like for punk stuff just yeah. looking like what came out there and minor threat came out a couple years earlier and the replacements let it be right and, and husker do's zen arcade came out the same year and i was gonna so, say I, mean, like, oh. I i think yeah. that what i respond to with the ramones is when they are doing their own thing when they're just they're doing their thing hard and it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing and that's mm. when they really stand out <clears throat> and again when they are trying to blend into the times like there's some albums where when you read what else is going on it's like oh yeah I can totally see why they're doing that thing because everything else is that thing sure and those albums I think for me fall more flat sure um, so I think it's interesting when you read that and you know they kind of stand alone I think that says a lot about the band at that time you know yeah Taking risks and being Ramoni and <laughs> yeah, Jenny Ramoni, Ramonze, Ramonze, <laughs> um, and also yeah. like knowing it's Didi, it kind of opens up a little bit of his kind of mysterious past. Yes, you know, where he's coming from, he seems kind of the most street out of all of the people, the characters that are Ramones. <laughs> yeah, and also I think he's one of the Ramones that wasn't afraid to take it dark. Like no other, nobody yeah. else really goes as dark as Dee Dee does. No, you're right. You know he's no, he's yeah. not afraid to just. Joey will do sad. Yeah, but not like Johnny will just like angry. eventually just kind of. Well, yeah, angry. Oh, and kind see of, now they're turning into it's like Inside Out here. Yes. <laughs> well, so, aren't they? I mean, this is oh why my god. Okay, here we go. Amazing. So which one is Dee Dee then? 
he's not anger. He's, well, he's kind of joy mixed with. He's like manic. <laughs> that he's probably yeah. he's joy mixed with that uh, with uh, Bing Bong, the uh, imaginary friend. <laughs> <laughs> totally. He's Bing Bong. Dee as Bing Bong. Dee as Bing Bong. Um, I like this song a lot. Um, Great. And I dare say I love this song. Okay. And I do. Um, when I was when I first experienced this album, I was well after it came out. I know, I'm a poser. But uh, I came to it. It's funny that you said, I think you said it on air, Pete. Having those first four albums, I did too. And mm-hmm. I I kind of like initially subscribed to the idea of like, well, those are the four you need. You know, sure. and, that, right. that's, and that's it. And sure. for a little while, that was kind of where I was until friends like instigated otherwise. And then uh, somehow I found this one. Uh, this album and really responded to it and this was actually one of the songs that I responded to really strongly even though like the lyrics could kind of technically be stupid but <laughs> okay I mean like like just red flat they they're like you know is like see an old lady with a shopping bag yeah yeah and I'm like what are we talking about here right um I know what we're talking about but I mean what are we doing uh <laughs> but why but I think but I think Joey sells it really well and yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I've I like I like the dirginess. Mm-hmm. I, I think even even where it's placed is interesting. We have two number twos in Pete's slot. Yeah, that is interesting. You know? And this so is do the you other like, way. Do you like the dirginess in context of the Ramones? Or do you like the dirginess in context of this album? All of it. Okay. Sure. Sure. And I, I and I, well, I was trying to think of what it sounds like when I said Soundgarden. I'm a big Soundgarden guy. So yeah, sure, I like, right I like a Soundgarden. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm a love. I'm a big fat love. Awesome. <laughs> Pete, how you feeling about this? Uh, it's interesting because within, I think I like it more within the context of the album. Like, because the whole album is kind of, well, with a couple of exceptions, like, it is, it's kind of a darker, angrier album, even though it's kind of the return to their, you know, not their roots, but a return to kind of Ramones doing Ramones stuff. But all the mm. stuff, like, it's a little shoutier, it's a little edgier. Definitely. Um, with you know, except for you know, like like Howl at the Moon and stuff like that, and uh, Dangers of Love, and you know that that stuff is a little. I mean, I like that stuff too, but it's it like there's a lot more kind of edge on a lot of other. Yeah, I think overall, most people here. would say that this is no, for sure, one of their more rocky albums. Yeah, yeah, uh, and so within that context, I like it more than just kind of outside of it, especially coming off of that kind of you know pure popish uh, you know fury of uh, i'm against it which sure. we, we just listened to the other day that uh, i i don't i don't know i'm not a i'm not a fan of the dirtiest songs as much so i'll okay. say i like it i like it okay i'm gonna go with pete on this i like it more in the context of the album than i like it in the context of ramon's zeitgeist okay um mm-hmm. i think it's fine <laughs> I prefer, we I'd like actually prefer moms. I'm against it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do know what you At mean. the end of the like day. The song better. Yeah. Um I'm gonna give my most valuable Ramon I could toss it up a number of ways. I'm gonna completely zig and zag and zog. I'm gonna give it to Tommy. Okay. And here's and here's why. Uh I could totally see it going to Didi. 
Makes sense. I can totally see it going to Joey because I think the vocals are actually pretty good for like having to sell, like I say, the lyrics as they are. Um, I would almost want to say Johnny, but I am now wondering if he is like, this is a slow song. He's like, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> but because this is Tommy returning to the group, I wonder, like what we were talking about earlier. As producer. With, as producer, yeah. We were yeah. talking about earlier with Phil Spector influencing... Uh, as he did the as well as this song as good as this song is shows how much like more in tune with their style that he was and i feel like mm. i feel like when he when tommy saw the slower song he's like okay i can see us doing that if we make it like this kind of drony dirge thing happening we're gonna put this at number two and we're gonna bookend it with these like really fast-paced songs but we're gonna like we're going to like mold it all into that. And so I, I think he was behind it a lot and the drums sound really great. Um, I didn't want to leave him out, but yeah, I'm going to Tommy long plea for Tommy. I love a long plea for yeah. Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Those uh, are, those are alternate title for this. <laughs> a long plea right. for Tommy. That's the name of my Ramones. Yeah. <laughs> band. Right. I'm going to start band. a, I'm going to start a Ramones podcast. that's only about Tommy. Oh, wow. Talk. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Pete? Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, you're going with the theme of them being storytellers, and I feel like this is very much a, a Dee Dee story. So I'll I'll go with Dee Dee. Not not just because he wrote it, but because it seems like it's a story he's telling. Yeah, totally. And, it, and kind of one that only he could. Yeah, do. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I'll give it to Dee Dee. Nice. I was gonna give it to Joey just because. Because you haven't thrown it out there for I a while. Know. I know. I honestly uh, feel... I'll give it to Joey. No, no don't yep. let me get convinced That's you. how easy no, I'll no go. Pressure, no, pressure. no, that's how easy I'll switch. Well, you haven't given it to what? Tommy in a while. Don't need to. <laughs> Long, please. I was Tommy. temporarily, you know, tempted to give it to Richie just because it's, you know, when do oh. I get to do that? But, this is how um, easily you're swayed? Yeah, just no, 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 Joey, Joey. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. You. You're right. Somebody should have given it to Richie. He'll get his shot. I All mean, right. It's... It the hard I feel I wonder if it's just the way that we digest music that I don't naturally go for the drums over the other things. Yeah. Or maybe the way that the Ramones drums are. I feel like you think about drums way more than I think about it. <laughs> and I don't think about it that much. Yeah, yeah. I think that I mean, especially on a slow song like this, you don't it's it's hard to give it to the drummer on a on a dirgy sure. yeah, yeah. more plodding song. But if you go doing fantastic work we'll if you go back and listen to it if you go back and listen to it he is actually doing fantastic work i feel like he is just he's like the flashiest ramon drummer which is not saying he's the flashiest drummer on yeah any, yeah on anything but it's like just enough that somebody like me could notice and be like oh well he's drum. he has like jazz training and stuff right no he's great but yeah, i mean yeah. like on the tracks it, it no just, no but i'm saying he, he figured out enough to get just enough yeah. of the taste of richie hmm uh, that's, well, that's my Ramones podcast. Just a taste of Richie. Just a just taste a, of Richie. Taste of Richie. It's over in like three episodes. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, speaking of that, uh, as by way of like keeping you up even later, Pete, and thanking you uh, for doing this. Um, so you guys did uh, the alphabetical show. Um, that's true. But you're still in deep with Star Wars, Star mm-hmm. Wars Minute. And it seems like contractually speaking... Disney will never let you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think about that. Um, do you do you guys 
think of other shows? Are you you'd said earlier you probably see yourself more podcaster than than like Star Wars or Beatles or something like that. Do you do you see yourself saying like, oh, you know, maybe we'll branch out into something else? Are you looking for other projects? Are you looking for you know what else you got going on? Is what I'm trying to say. That's what we say <laughs> in Hollywood. Well, there's you know we've talked with the alphabetical guys about kind of continuing that somehow either you know coming back and doing some of the Beatles solo stuff or you know moving on to related acts but we haven't we haven't figured that one out yet but i do have hopefully later this year i'm gonna be doing another uh kind of show in this similar format okay with another with another band band? oh reveal it yet and it's not with the the alphabetical guys it's with some other people so okay Ooh, you heard it here first has shared the stage with the ramones (gasps) oh this is all like can we take guesses (laughs) i'm not going to confirm or deny all right oh it's george lucas's submarine submarine sandwich (laughs) machine uh oh uh one other thing i was going to ask you um in in developing these shows you had the the Beatles one, and you have the, the Star Wars ones. Um, mm-hmm. Something that I I personally like, because Molly and I are both writers, um, so we're always ca- trying to think of how to like package things. And the thing that I, anytime I, I told people about your shows, which I have done. He I talks swear, about your show a lot, actually. I've done it a lot. And he listens oh. to your show quite a bit. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, it's also a lot of material. So there's, there's <laughs> it's... It's easy for it to sound like a lot when we come out with stuff every day, but uh, well, I'm not saying it's all honestly it's all no filler. But uh, honestly, that's that's part of the thing. It was like I I wanted to say like I think you guys have figured out a good thing where where a there's a format you can easily understand, and I feel like a lot of people make a mistake when they do anything writing, podcasting, anything. Where like just a couple rules will help, and so like the rules are good. What I've enjoyed about your guys' show is some of the rules are slightly crazy. <laughs> Where like like we're gonna do this movie one minute at a time. It's like that's that's a little crazy. And and yeah. but it always kind of makes people smile in a in a way. And the and the alphabetical thing was like, yeah, we're doing it alphabetically, and people are like, I mean, we get this. Oh, it's gonna be like, you're doing what? You're gonna do what? <laughs> Why? We've had to expl- we've had to explain it to actual Ramones that we're what we're doing. They're like, you're doing what? Um, but I I I just think that that's it's interesting how uh, you've found those formats, and I I appreciate them for sort of the I don't know, like the the formats that they are like you say open source formats you can you can take those things if well, people are crazy enough to do it it, there is, it is fun That's right. i think for those of us who are really into something mm-hmm. um to look at it in a different way into like study i mean basically we're studying this thing you know for you to study star wars one minute at a time it just it gives it a whole new context and um it make you know it gives the yeah. subject matter almost a whole new life just by changing how you're looking at that thing yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, part of why we started doing these because it's like, well, we want to look at these. You know, we wanted to do um, a, a Star Wars podcast, but we don't. You know, we didn't want it to be completely directionless because that would just you know be meandering and yeah. And, yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of people that can do that well, and I was just worried about. You know, I wanted us to have a focus, but uh, you know, if we just did one a movie, we would only do six episodes at the time, so it would be like, oh well. 
what was the fun in that? And then somehow it just evolved, devolved, uh, progressed. <laughs> it was like, well, what if we just did one for each minute? That's 120 episodes. There's a thing we can do. <laughs> and it's, so it's a fun, it's, it's learning out loud in a sense. Yeah. That's true. But I, I think part of the fun, part of the fun yeah. of it is, is the facts and the emotional connection that you're having to it and sure. discussing that emotional connection that we all have to this thing that we're talking about. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. We nailed it. To put it into the context of history, of our lives, of the soundscape of America. Wow. See, I told you this would be our yeah. most pretentious one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, again, we, we said on we, we said zeitgeist. We, we, yeah. said <laughs> we talked a lot about lyrics. Yeah. Um, Burger King was there earlier. We, we want to keep it interesting, Frankie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, thank you. Thank you again. Interesting. Thank you again for visiting and uh, and enjoying this time with us. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for for joining us again. Yeah. No. Thanks for having me. This is a, this is a lot of fun. Good. So uh, everybody out there in the world in listening Radio to Land. us, Radio Land, you can check out Pete Bonavita's podcasts alphabetical mm-hmm. and star wars minute right and you can follow him on twitter at beat the retailer beat the retailer mm-hmm. you can also follow us on twitter at ramones podcast and you can join us next time when we'll be discussing i'm not jesus on ramones of the day mm-hmm.